0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to Geeks in the Walls. Tonight we're jumping straight back into our Grim Hollow campaign Beneath a Leaden Sky. As always, I am joined by the lovely Volen, portrayed by Cleo. Hello. And the sweet bean Emily portrayed by our own sweet bean Sasha. Hey there. As always, I am your kind and benevolent dungeon master, Calder. <laughs> Just as a quick recap, uh, our two travellers had joined a caravan of apparent merchants from the Burk Empire, out of Vollendorf specifically. They had been contracted on as supporting security, and had bedded down for the night after Volan proved herself quite useful at hunting. Never let it be said that you cannot hunt an elk with a battle axe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, with no more gilding the lily and without any further ado, we jump straight in to Beneath a Leaden Sky. Ladies, you're awakened in the early hours of the morning by a toe cap nudging you in the ribs, standing over the pair of you as a pair of the uh, previously contracted-on caravan guards. They kind of give you a head jerk of up you get.
1: Uh, yep, yeah, yeah, coming, coming. <laughs> She kind of like, huh? Huh? Come on, kid.
2: Taps her up.
3: She gets up. I'm assuming you've already taken back your bear pelt.
2: Now she would have left it over for you in the night.
3: Giving the bear pelt back and probably tucking her worn blanket back in her bag as well. Yep. And giving you back the bedroll as well.
0: The guards kind of wander back over to the fire. It's newly lit, so it's a little bit smoky at the moment. As you join them, you'll pass cups of watered wine and you're given bread rolls that have butter and rather hurriedly cooked bacon shoved in
2: them as a bit yum. of breakfast.
3: Yeah, okay. Yummy. Just gnawing on it. Yum 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 <laughs> yum, yum
2: yum. I'm expecting my <clears throat> walks just to be like chomp chomp. Yeah.
0: But there's not a lot of conversation at this point. You can see that some of the guards look a little ragged around the edges and the others are looking as though they've just gotten up. Yeah, the night shift. It's that shift change sort of time and, well,
2: you better earn your keep. Yeah. Yep. So I'm up. I'm ready. Yep. I nod to some of the guards heading off like, I got it.
0: They, they give you a nod, and they head to the back of one of the wagons, climb in, pull down a flap of the canvas. Yeah. It's not a comfortable sleep, but it's... A sleep. Asleep. Yeah. yeah. The rest of the camp begins slowly waking up. Food is taken to one of the other caravans, and eventually Marcus decides to... Well, wagon, not caravan. And eventually Marcus decides to make his presence known by coming out of his wagon, looking fresh, well-rested, and just a little bit irritating to the pair of you at this hour. Ah, good morning, ladies. Good morning. Uh, We'll be setting off uh, momentarily, just waiting for the teamsters. They prefer to have their particular rituals of waking up. I believe it has something to do with coffee and a pipe of tobacco.
3: (laughs) What's tobacco?
0: Um, It is a leaf that is... Oh, what's the word? It is fermented, slightly dried, chopped up, packed into a pipe, and then lit, and the smoke is inhaled. I've never caught the habit myself. I see it as fairly fairly common, to be
1: honest. <laughs> I don't see that as being very good for your lungs. Oh, it probably isn't. I've but... been I've been near bushfires. It's not very good. It, it probably isn't,
0: but then again, it seems to wake them up, and they tend to stop for fewer meal breaks, so... If it works, it works. Indeed. um,
3: Did you see the elk that Volan brought down last night?
0: See it? I was served part of it this morning as breakfast. Excellent work. Excellent work. When we reach Riven, if you can keep up that kind of uh, fresh produce, I'll have to make sure that there's some sort of bonus sent your way.
1: (laughs) Much appreciated, sir. (laughs) Believe me, elk for breakfast is much appreciated. Yeah, I've been doing it all my life. One of the reasons why I left my hometown was because my family wanted to bed down, do some farming, not my kind of thing.
0: No, you, you don't seem the type, if you'll forgive my saying so. But, um, now, Emily.
1: Yes? Please.
0: I will have you walking alongside the wagons, keeping an eye out to the south. Volen, if you walk on the northern side, Near the, second, near the seat of the second wagon, I can find out some of your obviously fascinating history. I, I mean, no offence in leaving you out, my dear, it's just...
3: Not much well, of a story to tell.
0: No no offence intended, but you are something of a waster. It'd be about half an hour later, everyone's kicked out fires, emptied out teapots, there's you know, tea scraps have been tossed into the bushes, that kind of thing. And the wagons begin moving. They keep a fairly slow pace because it doesn't tire out the oxen, and they're clearly not rushing
2: to their destination. Yeah, and plus they've got people walking next to the car, so...
0: You aren't the only ones walking next to the wagons. You've got a guard at the front, in front of the first wagon. Hmm. You beside the second. You're beside the third on the southern side. And there's one bringing up the rear.
3: Oh, just as a commentary. Yeah. Um, instead of saying you, you should probably say character names because we can see you motioning, but they can't.
0: Ah, good point. Yes. Okay. Or I'll just you know, Volin on the northern side next to the second wagon. Emily beside the third wagon on the southern side, and a fourth guard at the back. There. Cool. Proof we don't script this. <laughs> anyway. So the day wears on. Marcus basically picks your brain for your entire life story and that of every close relative you
2: possess. At this point, I'm kind of just like, fuck's it? "Come on, just." just... <laughs> um,
0: Emily, one of the teamsters has like uh, the teamster of the wagon that you're walking beside. Uh, after a few miles, kind of leans down and is like so long as you can get a clear line of sight in each direction feel free to sit up here he's not gonna know and it's better than you wearing out your you're only wearing half a shoe
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> come on up here
3: jobs up no thank you very much N- not a
0: problem did you lose the other one but no. the other one and a half
3: No, I've never had shoes.
0: Oh, oh, that's, that's depressing. Okay. Um, I I don't know where to go from there. I'm
3: Emily.
0: (laughs) Jacob. Um, as the, like, moving forward, uh, the day passes reasonably uneventfully. There's movement in the grass on either side, but it quickly becomes apparent. It's things like a herd of fallow deer, a couple more elk and kind of looks in their direction but the chef who's in the wagon at the end catches her eye and is just like no no we have enough right now yeah
2: <laughs> oh um i didn't uh, forgot to ask the elk that i took down what point uh, how many points was that
0: uh that was a 12
2: point oh yeah he was a big boy big un yep those are some hefty horns yep and they just strapped my back
3: Nice, you might, eat, might be able to sell them or make something out of them. That'd be nice. Oh,
2: as the,
0: it's about, uh, it, it's after lunch, the chef's managed to go up, well, he's more of a cook than a chef, let's face it. Yeah. He's managed to go up and down the line with another round of bread rolls, similar to what you had for breakfast, although somehow, and you're not certain how, he's managed to cook slices of the elk as he's been going.
3: Interesting. Cool.
0: And there's even, like, gravy in there. Oh. Realistically, it's not a hard thing to achieve if you've got a small um, potbelly stove and the roads are good.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's also, we're not necessarily traveling at speed either. No, that's, so. that's
0: the thing. It's the kind of thing where you can light the potbelly stove in the back of the wagon, wagon.
2: and you can just...
3: Trundle along. Yeah.
2: Anyway, um... So... A meat sandwich sounds really good right now. <laughs> a meat and gravy sandwich.
3: <laughs> always short, happens. A
2: short time after that, um, the wagons come to
0: a halt. Marcus is kind of looking. Uh, I'm just like, I'm... Really, Volan,
2: go, go find out why we've stopped. So, my head to the front and keeping a really close eye is, out. Is uh, Emily... Emily
3: though? hops down onto the ground and kind of takes a couple of steps... Further out from the caravan, so she can kind of s- try and see. Okay. Further up to um, see what's up there.
0: Give me a perception check. Uh,
3: oh, yeah. Advantage. That's perception
0: plus four. That's 15. 15. Good enough. Um, because Volan has walked forward, you don't need to make a perception check. The lead guard is kind of standing in the middle of the road regarding something. This is a structure wow calling it a structure is generous it's a post that has been planted in the middle of the road near the top say about no oh, most of the way up I'm not going to get into percentages and fractions at the moment there are two horizontal planks think of it like a crucifix but the crossbar is doubled
3: okay there's a
0: gap of about three feet between the crossbars The whole thing stands about 10, 12 feet, Mm. and it is just smack in the middle of the road. The guard's going to stand there looking at it. Do you want me to get rid of it? Uh Uh-uh, that's a problem. What is this? First time out in the world? This far out here? It's a plague marker. That's a warning. (sighs) Means there was some kind of town or something up ahead, and it looks like they wound up with the pox. I will point out, for Volan's sake, um, the Weeping Pox is common knowledge in yeah. the world.
1: All right, then. Um, where to now? Well, <laughs>
0: we're going to take the wagons off-road and go around. There should be another marker to the south, one to the north. It'll give us a kind of radius. But if I know Marcus, he's going to want to know what went on. And uh, you're the new hire. So, you drew the short stick. I did, I know. Uh huh. Where it goes.
1: What, you think I'm going to go through a town with a plague and come back?
0: Use use your eyes. Take a look at the marker. How old does it look? It's reasonably weathered at this point. Mm
1: -hmm. Fair enough. I mean, if the town's clear, or if everyone's dead, we might be able to head through.
0: More likely to be option two, but Marcus ain't going to go through there. So. At least being able to tell him the kind of stuff that, you know, what happened, if there's anyone alive. Just, look, the weeping pox, just don't get too close.
2: Alright, I'll go head back and tell him. Alright. I walk back down the line, back to Marx's. Um, yeah. Marx's.
1: What's going on? There's a plague marks- marker in the middle of the road.
2: Oh. Ah. Um. Hmm.
0: I suppose we'll either be going north or south. Uh, you spoke to. I oh, never bothered learning his name, I'll be honest. Uh, did he give any...
1: We're going to be heading around to the south. There should be another marker, marking the borders around the city. Apparently he said that you're going to want to know what's happened to the town, so... Oh,
0: of course I do. I mean, this could have been a potential trade point. Me and my friend can head towards the city, see if anyone's alive. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Though so I honestly doubt it'll be a city this far out. You might be looking at a Thorpe, or possibly a Hamlet... Maybe a village. If they have a decent marketplace. If there's anyone left alive, please let me know. It never hurts to know where potential trade may be had. Sure thing. Excellent. Um, Emily, dear. Emily? Yes? I. Uh, you forwards. and Volan will be uh, going forwards. We'll be going around.
3: Will we meet you the other side?
0: It, that is the intention, yes. Um, we can give you until tomorrow morning. All right. I'll, well, speak, to, I'll if, speak to the man up front. And... If we beat you there, if we come across rapscallions or ruffians, then we may be delayed. But we won't be able to wait long. If we cannot wait for you, we will leave some sort of indicator that we've gone on ahead. Please, I urge you, catch up with us.
1: We'll try our best. We'll get there on time. Excellent.
2: I go forward
0: to the I, front of I the do car.
1: like
2: punctuality and diligence. Yes. <clears throat> Go to the uh, the front cart to talk to
1: the guy again. Yeah. All right, so we'll head through the town and meet you on the eastern border.
0: <laughs> Short stick. Told you. Eh,
1: yeah, I volunteered. All right. Well, it was
0: either that or he was going to volunteer, let's face it. Though you probably could have squeezed a few more coin out of him for it.
1: Well, it was either going to be me or you, and yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. but I don't see you coming back.
0: Nah, wouldn't have been me. <laughs> New hires, remember?
1: Yeah. I think I find myself a little bit more useful in you, lad.
2: I pat him on the back, really, like almost squeezing
1: his shoulder.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna get to like you on this trip, aren't
1: I? Let's see if you live to tell the tale.
0: <laughs> see if you do. All right, we'll see you on the other side, Greenie. Eastern Marker, yep, one day. If um, Marcus ain't gonna hang out that long, uh, well, he's, he'll have told, it? he'll told you one day, but he's not gonna hang about long after that. Nah if um if we've been there and we've had to move on look for a yellow cloth tied to a tree we'll do. that'll be the marker come on kid we'll be on the road so and you've seen how fast we move you'll be able to catch up with us without too much hassle i'd say yeah all right best of luck uh what the? oh you're going too he's looking at emily yes oh best of luck come on kid uh, he puts his fingers, his mouth whistles, and the wagons start turning to the south. And the road ahead stretches out into a lightly forested area.
2: Mm. I get a little bit of a
0: wiggle on.
3: Yep. Yeah. I keep up.
0: Yep. Sort of like a power shuffle. Yeah. yeah. It's a, oh, sort it, of a power walk sort of thing. Uh, back in the military, we called it shuffling. You weren't exactly lifting your feet, but it was a faster gait. Yeah. Cool. But as you follow the road down, the trees kind of hem in that little bit more, and it's a forest. They start getting taller. Yep. There's a lot of moisture and mist in the air here. You're hearing drips amongst the trees. It's also about all you're hearing. No birds,
2: no insects. Perception check. I need another dice. Where are your dice? Not good. Arthur... That's a natural 20
0: plus four. 11. Well, you can hear there's no sound of anything moving about. Emily's still like, where are the birds? (laughs) Why are the birds? The drips sound nice. Who are the birds?
3: (laughs) The drips nice, that's quite cute. (laughs) Very calming.
0: So you follow the road walking through the um, forest another couple of hours. Road begins widening out, and there's wagon tracks that have been basically scored into the earth here yeah. just from passage. It's those very old, deep ruts.
3: Can
2: I make a uh, check to see if any of them are new or old?
0: Give me a survival check.
2: Unnatural. Oh, so, yeah, unnatural 20.
0: The last track here, you would guess, if it hasn't rained heavily and, you know, I mean, it hasn't rained heavily here. You'd guess to be about four or five weeks old. There hasn't been traffic here in a, in
1: a little while. Alright, so. Can't see any new tracks. Must be pretty old. Not seeing much movement. Uh, let's keep going, kid.
3: Yep.
0: As you're progressing through the woods and the roads opened out, you're obviously coming to the edge of whatever group of buildings is here. The mist that's been just drifting through the forest is starting to deepen. About 20 feet into the tree line, it's almost a complete whiteout.
1: Oh, that's lovely. Mm,
0: Stick close. And obviously there's mist in the village. Mm. It's not... You're not in a circle of mist. This isn't Silent Hill. (laughs) No. Yet. Oh, fuck. (laughs) As you come into this... It's a hamlet. As you come into this hamlet, there's mist through the streets and over the buildings. The entire place is very still, as in freakishly still. Even at night, there's movement. There's the subtle noises of people asleep. Hmm. There's animals. There's nothing.
1: It's just a completely abandoned town.
0: As you walk down what has turned into the main street, you're seeing houses. They're not fancy houses, but they're good sturdy, reasonable homes. This mm. is probably foresters, woodsmen, woodcutters, the occasional maybe farmer if their like if their actual grow plot is away. Long? Yeah. yeah. But these are good sturdy buildings. They look like they've actually been made from the well, very local timbers. but the, the doors are all closed, the windows are shuttered, boards nailed across them every single building you see has a red x painted over the door
3: what does that mean dead dead or infected
0: As i say would you like to give me a intelligence check that'll do for memory uh, oh oh my
2: ah uh, 16 minus 2
0: <laughs> so 14 14 fortunately the practice is common and the weeping pox is
2: Come everywhere. on, honey. Even I knew that it means either dead or infected. It
0: means it's a sign that it's a house that's infected by the plague. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's a plague mark.
3: Would Emily know anything no. about... No. Infected? What do you mean?
1: With a disease that'll kill you.
3: Right. Okay. Think of it this way.
2: <laughs> I, I kneel down on the ground. And I, I gather some little stones. Emily's internal monologue. Next question, what's a
0: disease? Yeah.
1: (laughs) This person, this person has the disease. If they come along up to this group of people, and they stay around for too long, these people will get the disease. And then they go off and they spread it to other people. So the person with the disease, to stop other people from dying, they lock themselves away. I see. That's unfortunate. Yeah. some people recover from them if they seek enough uh, a cleric or... Oh,
0: there's a cure for the weeping pox, but it's ridiculously expensive. Yeah.
2: 98% of the time, the weeping pox is a death sentence. Oof. Yeah.
3: So kind of worse than the bubonic plague.
2: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought the bubonic plague was pretty much a death sentence when you got it.
3: No, bubonic
0: plague was like 90%, I think.
3: It was one third.
0: Oh, okay, so 33%. Yeah.
3: So 33% survived. Two-thirds of okay. Europe was wiped out so, from the Black yeah. Plague.
0: So a 66% mortality rate, whereas the weeping pox has worse. Damn. Yeah.
3: So that kind of puts it in scale?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, keep going.
3: And we can't catch it, can we?
1: Not unless somebody's alive with it and we come into contact with them.
3: If we do,
0: we'll probably run. Got it. So do you actually investigate the town see if there's survivors
2: yeah I kind of go up to some of the doors just knock
0: can you I do...
3: kind of peer into some of the windows most, I...
0: of, most of the windows are shuttered there are some that just didn't have shutters
3: yeah but in shutters you can sometimes yeah. still peer through cracks yeah. and mm. like so yeah I'm particularly going up leaning on the shutters and bringing my eye close to any gaps so okay. I might see inside
0: all right Peeking, you're not seeing any movement. You are seeing tables laid with food that's growing its own personal little mushroom farms. <laughs> or, or in some cases, bread that seems to be wrapped in a fur coat. Oh, jeez. Yeah, ergot mold. It's nasty.
2: I continue knocking on doors. Uh, what's everyone's passive perception, sorry? Twelve. 12.
0: Okay. As you're moving among these buildings, there's about twenty-five different buildings here. Majority of them seem to either be homes or a combination of a home and a business. Hmm. Just moving about, carefully looking, you both hear a creak.
2: Look towards it.
0: As in, <laughs> it's the sound of something deliberately stepping and not realizing that what it stepped on was going to make a noise.
3: Are we inside? We're in you're the main outside, Thomas yeah. there, Well, of. you're
0: sort of off it, because no. there's two roads in the hamlet. There's the main one, mm. and then there's the one that's just at the back. Yeah. Because these villages tend to have that island of yeah. buildings.
1: I, I... Hello? We're not infected. Is anyone still alive?
0: You're going to look around? Yeah. Uh, Perception, please.
3: I'm looking around as well. Yep,
0: you've got advantage
2: on perception for sight, don't you?
3: I have advantage on perception Uh, for stop.
2: Okay, cool. Uh, Uh, Same, but I got a three. Ouch.
3: I got a 19 plus four, so that is a 23.
2: Cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. As Emily's looking around, she looks up to the rooftop of the building that's diagonally across the street from where she is. On the roof gable... I believe that's what it's called. It's that part where the roof starts sloping down. Yeah, yep. It's not particularly low to the ground, but it's... There is a pale figure. Rents in the skin show bones. Like, clean white bones. Its entire head is bereft of skin and flesh, but is covered in crimson blood. It has two eyes glowing like hot embers. It's crouched, low, predatory, its fingers gripping the edge of the roof to the point where you can see the wood starting to crack. It opens its mouth absolutely soundlessly. You know a snarl when you see one.
3: Okay. I'm going to make sure to point at it. Ooh, what the heck is that? Uh. Um... <laughs> um, what the um, heck is that um, uh, <laughs>
0: can,
2: can I make um, um, a check
0: uh, you can make an intelligence check
3: can I make any sort of check to see whether you
0: can make an intelligence check however Emily is at disadvantage uh, yep.
3: 15
0: 15 you've heard rumors of undead that spring up around particularly horrific violent sites. A name has always been attached to these horrors, because these are basically ghost stories. Yeah. The name Bloody Bones drifts into the back of your mind as you stare at this thing.
1: Oh, heck. Um.
0: It creeps forward and hops obscenely. This thing moves with a grace that it shouldn't. It is just Skin crawling to look at as it comes, brings itself right up to the edge of the roof and drops sinuously to the ground with with a splat as its feet hit the soft mud of the road. Of the well, the road between the buildings.
3: (laughs) I'm gonna draw my pepper boxes and fire. Oh,
0: what?
2: Emily, no! (laughs) This town's gonna be overrun with them. Oh, fuck, she doesn't know that, though.
0: All right, initiative.
2: Oh, screw it. <laughs> oh, come on.
3: Oh, come
2: on. All right.
0: On. 19?
3: 19,
0: and... Now uh, 1. Okay, what's your dex mod? Uh, it's a plus 2. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs>
3: Oh yeah. Oh do I get surprised round by the way? No. Because Ah.
0: it's looking at me. Oh yeah, it's looking at me. Pulling out guns. Nothing is surprised by that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) How did something go slower than a three?
0: Because it's got a worse dex than you.
1: Did you
3: roll on that one? Yes I
0: did. (laughs) Alright, so Emily, you are just pistols out and
3: Fire both of them. Alright. So that is a. Fifteen and a unnatural twenty.
0: All right, both hit.
3: Both hit fantastic.
0: As both pepper boxes bark, the echoes bounce back from the trees and the buildings around this silent town.
3: I know that's uh, thirteen and eight, so that's twenty-one in total.
0: Nice. Very nice. nice. Very nice.
3: And I'm marking off two of my... Two of your bullets. Ammo.
0: All right. What is Volan doing?
2: Um, stepping forward a bit, bringing up my axe and holding...
0: Uh, I was going to say, apart from potentially crying.
2: <laughs> holding an attack action. All right.
0: Uh,
2: what is the condition that you're going for there? If it comes within reach... Yeah, um, as soon as it comes within reach, I'm swinging for it.
3: I'm assuming you're further ahead yes. towards it than I am.
2: Yeah, I, start, I go forward about 10, 10, 15 feet. All right. Okay. Emily's
0: bullets, when, as her pepper boxes bark, you see the flash of the muzzle and then... As this chunk of grey... It should be mouldering, but it's not flesh torn from the upper left hand chest region of the bloody bones. Bone shatters and shards and chunks land behind it. Mm. The gap that's left isn't bleeding. It's oozing ever so slightly. But yeah, it's still up. Mm. And it rushes at you, Volan. Oh, because sweet. you're in the way. Swinging at it. Yep, take your swing. Your roll so far should
2: make this great. Ah, uh, so 22. Oh, yeah, okay, that's a hit. Yeah.
3: A fair. <laughs> <laughs> your roll so far should be great. It hits. Yay. Uh, for a... For a
2: 12 total in damage. A
0: 12 total of damage. All right. Cool. All right, so you bring your... As it comes forward, you're waiting for it. You bring your axe across in this savage arc that lays open the lower section of its chest. You hear bone shatter and flesh shred under your axe swing. The God's Awful Ugly Thing is still up, though. Mm -hmm. And it is now in your... (laughs) It's now in your face. Yeah. Lashes forward with arms that just move like their sticks held together with rubber bands. If that mental image works. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's nasty. Lashing it with its claws. Uh, what's your AC? 18. 18.
2: Okay. Ow. It hits? Yes, it does. Crap. Well, that's not too bad. Oh, one thing going through Volan's mind right now is if I get attacked by this thing and it uh, punctures the skin, I could get infected. Well,
0: fortunately, it's four damage, so the majority of this clawing scrapes across your breastplate with a screeching sound, like fingernails across a chalkboard. Yep. Your right arm, however, the bicep, you feel the claws bite into the flesh and open your arm. She's like, ah,
3: frick. No, you can swear. (laughs) Don't worry. It's like, ah,
0: fuck. The bloody bones locks eyes with you. And I'm going to need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh. Oh!
3: Ooh. Oh no. Oh. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, no,
2: no. And no, no. so
0: what 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 number was that? 4-4. Four. Four. Okay. The eyes of the bloody bones seem to expand and fill most of your vision for a moment. It's enough that you feel this. Dread and horror just well up inside you like a spring. It is a crushing uncertainty of your continued existence, but an almost razor sharp certainty that this thing is going to eat you.
2: Oh, crap. Let me guess. I'm frightened.
0: No, but you have disadvantage on all attacks until your next turn. But until yeah, the end of your next turn. Crap.
3: Okay. And... Cool. Alright. Back to me? Yes. I'm going to move around to ensure I don't shoot Vollen in the crossfire. Yep. And let off two more shots.
0: Okay. Make the roll.
3: That's a uh, 14 which becomes a unnatural 20. Yep. And a natural 1. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no indeed.
0: Oh, no. You have your uh, little table there to check and see if...
3: Oh, uh... no! Oh, no! Ah! So... Oh, the pepper box can explode, can't it? Yep, it can.
0: Well, it can break.
3: It can break. Um... Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I can do grit shots and the like. I forgot about yes, that. Yes,
0: you do have fancy shots. <laughs> to
3: pay your... F- uh... I don't have the breaking thing. Uh, I don't have the table that you're talking about. Ah,
0: okay. Well, we will have to get to that. Misfire. Whenever you
3: make an attack roll with a firearm, the dice roll is equal to or lower than the weapon's misfire score. The weapon misfires. The attack misses and the weapon cannot be used again until you spend an action to try and repair it. Yep. To repair your uh, firearm, you must make a successful Tinker's tool check. DC equal to 8 plus misfire score. In my case, that is a 8. 10. Yep. If your check fails, the weapon is broken and must be mended out of combat at a quarter of the cost of the firearm. Um. Ouch, is the words you're looking for. Is the
0: words I'm looking for. So, one of your pepper boxes barks, and the other, you squeeze the trigger, there's a moment of tension, and then loose. Okay. The trigger is just flopping there.
3: Oh no. Oh no.
0: However, roll your damage for the shot that actually hit.
3: That's a eight.
0: Eight, okay.
3: The four object interaction, the one that Trego is hanging loose. Yeah. Um, actually, I can fix it in combat, can't I?
0: It's gonna take you an action. Yeah. So, yes, but you're gonna to have to wait until your next turn. And yeah. if you
2: fail the DC, it breaks.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think I'm going to put it, I think I'm going to holster holster it it. as an
0: object interaction. Yep, as my
3: object interaction. I'm just going to holster it. I'm going to fix that out of combat, I think. All right.
0: So, the fact that one pepper box suddenly ceasing to function throws you off, and you feel your arm drift as the second one fires. You see a chunk come out of the upper arm of the bloody bones. It's a hit, but it's not a good one. Yeah. The bloody bones reels, and fresh blood seems to pour over its skull, welling around the eye sockets and dripping onto the ground. Uh, that, um, That particular little injury, its arm, you see it start to close
2: up. Ah, crap. All
1: right.
0: Uh, what damage do you type do your pepper boxes do? Is that piercing, bludgeoning? Um should be piercing, I'd say.
3: Yes, piercing.
2: Yeah, cool.
0: Alright. Volin.
2: Gosh, so I'm terrified to my core, right? now. Well you're now. not terrified. You're just But I uh, no, like I'm yeah. terrified. Yeah. But um I'm gonna make an attack. Yep. At disadvantage. Disab-
3: wow. Two fours.
2: Oh. Plus six or so ten. You manage to muster up enough to swing your axe. The bloody
0: bone skips back in this almost obscene jig.
2: Remind me, yep. bonus action. Yeah. Can you shove? Ah, uh, you can actually. Yes. Seeing that my axe is completely missed, I'm just going to shove it.
0: All right, you're going to take the step up and shove. Yeah. That is a strength check. You'll be shoving it five feet back. Yeah. It's a contested strength check, so.
3: Oh, I dropped how about my dice. You, how about you roll it in your tray, sweetie? Yeah,
2: he's rolling in my tray. My dice just bounced away.
3: I need to get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Today's sponsor is Gravity.
2: Um, <laughs> 16.
0: 23. Oh. So you can't even shove, but this thing's rotten and rent form belie its strength and it does not budge. Jeez. Oh, I tried. (laughs) Yep. You're also within range.
2: So it is
0: going to take two claw attacks this time. I was in range last time. Yes, but it took um, one claw attack and then it hit you with Dark Stare. Uh... Which is an ability. Right. Now it gets its multi-attacks. Ouch. Uh, What's your AC?
2: 18.
0: Cool. The first claw attack comes up and down. Down towards your face, you pull your head back and have that wonderful experience of hearing your claws scrape down your breastplate. You swear this thing is literally scratching away at the metal at this point. The second claw comes around in an upward swing that catches you under the jaw. Ouch. Fortunately, because you'd already ducked your head back, it's a minor scratch, doing only 5 HP. Alright. Emily, you're up.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to stow my other pepper box and close in on it as I'm doing so, bringing my hand axes out.
0: Okay, hand axes, nice.
3: Where is it in relation to the buildings around it? Could I, in theory get behind it. I'm looking for blankets. You could,
0: it came out at you so there is space behind it to get around. There's cool. quite a lot actually. I'm
3: going to skip around behind it yep. and very much like the Lady of the Manor, I'm going to do the double slash down towards yep. its shoulder blades.
0: Okay. Uh, you're going to have, um, like it's flanked technically. Advantage. So, yep, so there's advantage.
3: So first one is a 17. Yep. Second one is a
0: 19. Okay, so, yeah. Both hits. Both hit.
3: Seven and eight.
0: So that's 15. Ow. Nice.
3: Um, I'm also actually going to use... Yeah. There's no other... I've not been able to notice any other creatures crawling around, have you I? You
0: haven't seen anything else, no.
3: Cool. I'm actually going to use my... That uh,
0: doesn't mean there aren't any, you just haven't seen them. And you've let the pepper boxes off a couple of times. a couple of
3: times, yeah. Yeah. Um, This thing is annoying me. Yeah. And I'm not liking the way that Volan is reacting to it, so I'm going to use my action surge to do that again.
0: Alright, action surge and go again. Nice. Nice. I like it.
3: So that's 17 plus 6, I know that's going to hit. Oh yeah. And that's a 12 plus 6, making yes. it eight, 18. Yes. Um, that's a 5 and a 7. Alright, so that's 12. 12, yeah. Alright. So um, two-headed mastery, you can swing both axes at once. It's called two-weapon fighting. Yeah. It means I get my <clears throat> dexterity bonus. You know how when you use your weapon, you can add your strength bonus or... When you've if got, it's
2: martial, it's dex. Uh, you can choose to be dex. Yep.
3: Um, with these weapons, they're fin- technically finesse weapons, which means I use my dexterity instead of my strength. Yeah. And you can, in theory, swing without two-weapon fighting, but your second attack drops the dexterity modifier. Ah. But because I've got two-weapon fighting, I've got dexterity modifier on both, on both of them. So and That's okay. also true for my pepper boxes. Nice. So I'm, cur-
0: I'm curious about something. How's this happen?
3: Yay! Tell me
0: its demise.
3: I'm going to... The first attack... Well,
0: or would you like me to tell you?
3: Actually, you, you're always better at words than I am. All
0: right. I humbly accept the compliment. So, your first swing with the two axes comes... Di- well, the first swing with your, the axe in your right hand comes down. Slams into the back of the bloody bones. Twitches as you drive the head of the axe... Not only through the shoulder blade, but through the ribs beneath. Your second swing comes in at a horizontal arc and slams in below the shoulder blade, but you feel the flesh part and the axe head lodges right between the vertebrae of its spine.
2: Nice. From where
0: you're sitting, Volan, you see this thing twitch and open its mouth. No sound is coming out. That's probably the worst thing about this entire fight. It's... It has not made a sound. Yeah. Emily, you pull your axes out and there's a brief moment, and Volan, you catch this. Her eyes go from their usual bright blue to flashing almost white blue. She brings both axes in at either side of the bloody bone's neck. You hear the bones crunch and a slight but very clear ting as the cutting edges of the axe heads Meet in the center. Yeah, boy. Through, this, through the bloody bones' neck. The head totters forward as the eyes fade to blackness. The head falls onto the ground, the body slumping down a,
2: a second t- after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice.
3: I am going to assume, since this thing is absolutely silent, I'm going to immediately spin around, looking particularly at the rooftops, looking for more of these things. Okay. Because I know my pepper box is barked.
0: Okay. Alrighty. I'm Can also I do going some to say check. Then? I will definitely allow that.
3: Nice. I got a sixteen. Sixteen? Okay. I got an eighteen.
0: Alright. You don't notice anything as yet.
3: Let's um
1: let let's hurry up. I don't think anyone's alive.
3: Yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna survive something like that. That by themselves.
1: Yeah, let's go. Really save, right. save my skin there, kid.
2: I it, take, I quickly b- b- pat her over my chest and I look for my um, jawbone because I know I got hit by the jaw. Uh, mm-hmm. It's still there.
3: <sighs> I see that her, her arms bleeding. Yeah. Um. Oh, wait. I don't have any healing spells, do I? No, um, you don't.
2: You can heal yourself. Yeah,
3: but. So... But um, there is. The What's it called? Where you can heal yourself?
0: Su- yeah, Healing Surge, where you can heal yourself. Yeah, so you can take a Healing Surge if you want?
3: Yeah.
2: Cool. I'm going to take a Healing Surge. Yep.
0: Um, add Divine
3: Sangre so add an extra
2: d10. So Volum takes a beat, takes a
0: few breaths. <sighs> you push down that rising dread and horror that the bloody bones instilled in you. Yeah. Take the hip die roll.
2: As uh, one, okay. Is it one?
0: Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. But because of Emily's ability, you get another one. I think.
3: And I'm you gonna get use... one of mine. Ah,
2: right. I'm gonna use two of my hit die. Okay. okay. So up your odds, I like it.
3: Ooh. Oh, you used two of them. You got two ones there, sweetie. Yeah.
2: Ouch. But I got an eleven, so cool. one, one, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. All the ones. So total <laughs> thirteen. Yes. 13. 11. That brings me up to full HP. Yep. Cool. So you're si- like. you see
0: Volan take this moment of whew, breathing and just getting herself back together. And you're seeing the injuries that she has already starting to crust over with scabs. And She rolls her shoulders, cracks her neck, and it sounds like a rock slide. <laughs> <laughs> Crunch. And she's standing straighter and just... Seems to have gotten a second wind.
3: Alright. No, that's a fighter ability.
0: <laughs> you know how you had advantage.
3: <laughs> I
0: make the bad jokes around here, thank you. Anyway.
2: <laughs> Let's get the hell out
0: of here. Alright, so you are...
2: I'm I'm grabbing um, Emily's
0: hand. hand, I'm running. Alright, can I get uh... a perception check as you're running? Nip. Yep. Rolling your dice tray.
3: Yeah, well I got
0: it for a reason.
3: I got twenty-one. Okay. And I got nineteen.
0: Okay. As you round a corner, you both see a skeleton slumped against the lower corner of a building and a puddle of goo spreading out on the ground. It looks like the body has entirely liquefied and is just kind of. Ugh. Can I get a dex check off you both?
3: Oh my gosh! Uh, I got a 14. Is this acrobatics or athletics or anything? Uh,
0: If you want, it's a dex check, but if you want to go with athletics instead or acrobatics, that's your call. I've got
3: acrobatics. I'd like to use acrobatics, please. Cool. Good thing I did, because that bumps me up to a 15 instead of a 10.
2: All right. And you had a what? 14.
0: 14? There's a kind of squelching sound as one of Volan's boots hits the uh, puddle. And because you're behind her, Emily, you see the puddle stretch attached to her boot.
3: What is that? What the heck?
2: I don't know. I take the boot off and I start running again. I guess. Okay. Nope. I don't (laughs) care. I don't care. We are getting out of here.
1: GTFO.
2: (laughs) So I'm now running with one boot. (laughs) I don't care. I'm not dealing with this. (laughs)
0: Alright, cool. Thanks, God, let's go. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love it. Nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I don't care. <laughs> if they're only boots. We can get some more in the next town. Okay. <laughs> I want to get out of here.
0: <laughs> Alright. Um, that's great.
3: They're no, quick thinking, nice.
0: You shake the boot off. Uh, as, as you shake the boot off, because you kind of got it, you can't just slip your foot out of nah. it. As you shake the boot off, you see the puddle shiver and slowly start to expand towards you. No. Nope. And then you're gone. <laughs> Does Emily pause to look at... The- nope. No? okay. I'm keeping, I'm keeping up. Okay.
3: I'm a half a step no, behind that, her.
0: That's fair. So, um, how... <laughs> How far are you running?
3: <laughs> are we looking for the marker?
2: Yeah, I'm just going east. Okay, you're just following the road out. You're out! Right. Cool. I'm getting out of here, I'm running. Right. I don't care. All the right. information
3: we have for Marcus is enough. You have the town's right. dead, don't go there.
2: Okay. Um, you re-enter the
0: forest. It um, does take you a little while, but eventually you do reach the plague marker. Um, there's no sign of the wagons. Of
3: course not. We haven't been a day yet.
0: <laughs> there's also no sign of a yellow cloth tied to a tree anywhere. Oh. So if you would <sighs> like, you can break out your tiles and. No, I
2: left my tiles on the side of the road.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, but uh, if you like, you can Let's,
2: wait there. We'll wait here. I just lean against the plague ma- plague marker. I just start <laughs> <laughs> I start like almost visibly weeping. My character's my cat is terrified.
3: I'm gonna go over and give her a hug thanks Oh,
2: the bean. Yeah. Well, that's
0: kind of down to whether she'll accept it or not. But I'll allow it. No, no,
3: no. I'm draping myself over her.
0: Okay. <laughs> just
3: flop. <Yep.
0: laughs> All right. I was like
3: I've never
1: come across anything like that before. That was just <sighs> Jesus.
3: You have a hard time with the undead, don't you?
1: they it just—it's not natural. It's not how it's meant to work. Once you're dead, you're dead. You're food for the trees. You know, you—you—you're dead. It's da. Uh...
3: I agree.
0: All right. Well, after that rather harrowing encounter, <laughs> we are out of time for this evening's podcast. No. <laughs> Apparently, Cleo definitely enjoyed herself. We will be back again very soon with the continuing adventures of Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I mean... Tweedledee and Bean. Yeah, Tweedledee and <laughs> Tweedlebean. I mean, Volan and Emily in Beneath a Leaden Sky. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this journey. Uh, just a quick reminder for everyone. Geeks in the Walls are on Google Podcasts, Radio Public... Spotify and, of course, Anchor. Um, We have a coffee page. Feel free to buy us a coffee. I personally am a fan of uh, caramel lattes. (laughs) (laughs) With extra cream, of course. uh, That's it for for now from
3: us. Thank you once again and uh, have fun. Bye. Bye.